Welcome to Ram Brulee Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joblo. Appreciate you guys joining to me today. Uh, for our guest today, we're going to have some interesting uh, people who have started a, a business called Rolling Indulgences Food Truck. It's Jess and Drew. Uh, I don't know how long have, how long have you guys been doing it. This is about two and a half years. Yeah, like two and a half years. Yeah, so they've you know kind of recently started it, and uh, just want to talk about how they went from not starting it to starting it and everything that's happened probably before and after that led to their story so jess and drew everyone so how's it going good how are you we're great doing all right yeah super stoked to be here mm-hmm. <laughs> i appreciate it so what are you guys uh what started were you always in the food was this something that you planned to do uh, i've been cooking since i was about 17 i started as a bus boy mm-hmm. and uh from there, I just kind of worked myself up, traveled across the country, and cooked in Colorado, California, South Dakota, uh, Kansas. Oh, nice. Eventually made my way back here and uh, got a job at Carver's Steaks and Chops and uh, worked from salad, salad boy up to head chef. And then uh, once I took the head chef job, it was like, you know, I don't really want to do this yeah. at this scale. You know, I, I love this scale, but I want it to be more in my hands. I, I yeah. want, I've always wanted more just just creating little stuff and just yeah. perfectly you know and, and at, a, at a restaurant level it's really hard to do that with 30 40 people you know all at the same time getting on the same page so anyway the uh, decided i wanted a food truck and like that would be a cool cool way to go so are you from here dayton ohio or are you from uh, i'm a military brat so i was born in uh california oh travis, yeah travis air force travis air force base california and from there you know we traveled all yeah, I was a military brat. I was born right past Air Force Base, and we moved all around. Yeah. So I came back when I was, by the time I got back here in the fourth grade, I had already lived like five, six, seven places. It was a lot. Yeah, my stepdad, uh, he retired at 25 years, and he's from Salina, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So when he retired, he wanted to retire back home. So yeah. when I was a senior in high school, I was living in California, and uh, my mom and stepdad moved here. So we moved out here for my senior year, and uh, that's when I moved to Ohio the first time. Oh, nice. Do you like it here? I like the people, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I, I miss uh, I miss my mountains and oceans. And yeah, I feel I spent yeah. a lot of time in Colorado. I lived there for yeah, a long time. Yeah. So it was like between the ocean and the mountains, I love nature. I love yeah, nature. I feel you. But Ohio's got the best people. And it's like the it, the vibes in Ohio are just, they're perfect. And yeah. it's blowing up in the food scene, beer scene. You know, like it's a fun place to live. So. Yeah, nice. So are you from here, Jess? I'm not. I'm from California. I was born and raised there. So, did you guys meet in California? How'd you guys meet? You met here? We met um, for a brief time in high school. It was like Where was what, that at? That was in California. Oh, no, that's at, um Well, in Sacramento at Del Campo. Huh. Yeah. And so, we met there. He was actually really close with, like, my cousins, my brothers. And so, like, we knew each other. And, but in, in high school, she... In high school, she was off limits, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like her, her brothers and her cousins were all the all the cool, tough guys at the school, you know what I mean? So it was yeah, like, yeah. I was real cool with them, and she was the little baby sister, so it was like, don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Which I respected, you know? Was, but when I, did moved, you go? I moved away to my senior year. After high school, or during high school, I moved here my senior year. So I, mm. I left uh, California and came out here. Eventually came out here. And uh, from here, I went to Colorado, then Kansas, and I eventually, like five years later, made my way back to California in 2012. Mm. And in 2012, I rekindled my relationship with her brothers and her cousins, and she was there. But now yeah. we're adults, and it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
uh, but we're all family. It was we were a family before we even got together. That's good, I was a yeah. part of you know I was her uh, her family kind of helped raise me a little bit. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah. So it was like they they accepted me and you know I'd and ask I for, I'd ask for like permission. I pursued the relationship anyways. So I think it was kind of up to me, huh? <laughs> so were you into food as well, Jess? I am just into eating food, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was like match made in heaven, and I've like I always wanted to travel. That was a big thing when we first got together that we talked about was just traveling a lot. And so like when the opportunity came up to come to move here, you know, we were all about it. And then I started working at the restaurant with him. And he's kind of, I've just kind of like piggybacked off of his like creativity and, you know, he feeds me. So it's nice. <laughs> so you guys got a pretty good teamwork thing going yeah, on? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. We work together. She's and, the house, I'm back of the house. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. So with, uh, let me put it on both of you guys. So with you guys kind of, so you had a passion for eating food. He had a, you know, you had been cooking and everything. Was the process and trying to learn and do the whole thing and transitioning over to just, did you both work in restaurants or did you both? Well, I didn't start working in a restaurant until I met him. I kind of always wanted to, though. Yeah. Um, and then We were living, we had just moved to the Black Hills of South Dakota. So we're living in right outside of Rapid City, South Dakota. And I took a job at a diner, like right, mm-hmm. right, right next to Mount Rushmore. And it was one of those tourist diners where it's they're doing really cool stuff and you know it's it's arnold's classic diner so it's got this really cool theme it's from fonzie's yeah uh, you know uh so i started working there and then jess took a job as a server there and that was her introduction into the yeah my, my first world. serving job yeah mm-hmm. and from there she moved up to management at the at the you know at the place and i kind of took over the kitchen and we played around there for about a year and uh you know it was so tourist based that it was like four months on summertime tourism big time but then there's like four or five months where it's just dead mm. um and it was a little too slow for us we, we it's a place to retire it's not really for us you know what i mean it's not yeah. a place for us to live. so anyway i reached out to the old gm of carvers who was a friend who i lived there in my senior year and i got a job at carvers as a bus boy and i called him and i said hey it's drew you remember me and he's like yeah yeah like, hey i wanna you know me and my girlfriend are you know we're, we're not ready to go back to california we're trying to travel a little bit more do you have a job for both of us. He said, yeah, come on in. When do you start? So two weeks later, we were in Ohio. And Sweet. Have ever been here since? Was it hard starting a food truck? Was the process, did you have to go through a lot of learning curve to, like, you know, get everything? Is there a lot of, I don't yeah, know if there's a lot we, of regulations. We got a crash course. You yeah. Know, like, we, we got a, we, we were fortunate enough to have a crash course. We got, we got a real life experience for two months of just the biggest crash course you could get. And from there, it was you built a lot of connections and you know you had a lot of i had a lot more resources than yeah. the average person starting out with the food truck um, yeah so there was a little leg up how but long yeah, of course it was hard <laughs> how long when you first so what was the point where you guys go you know we're going to do this and then like how long from that to actually get in the food truck and i don't know if i said the name wrong i don't know if i said indulgences but it's rolling indulgence food truck so like coming up with the name and all that was that stuff just at were you winging it or were you well that was so that that was for a tv show that was for the great food truck race on the food network where yeah. we created the concept for rolling indulgence so the cranes created the rolling indulgence didn't exist before we got we before we were on the tv show yeah. So before we got picked to be on the show, we had to create a concept and we had to pitch that idea to the Food Network and go through interviews and all this. And during that process is how we create, we found, we found the name, you know, we had to pick three names and figure out which one best worked for us. 
way to create the brand of it, the con- all of that happened within the interview processes of the show. So did uh, Rolling Indulgence uh, exist before? I mean, like as far as before, like did the food truck at all exist before the concept? Nope. No. Yeah. So how did that happen? So basically, I, w- I was head chef at Carver's, and yeah. I was I filled out this this uh, application to be on the Great Food Truckers and the Food Network, and they called and. You know, I, I basically I had to pitch an idea for a concept. I didn't have to have a name. I didn't have to have a brand. I didn't have to have a logo. I just had to have a team. I had to have an idea, a food, and and experience. And I had to put that all together and form a concept. And what worked best for the show, and because the, the show was based on aspiring food truck owners, people who want to have a food truck. And if you get you if you get on the show, you get on the show, and you compete against other people who want to have food trucks. And ultimately, the winner wins enough money to buy his own food truck nice you know so that, that's the whole premise of the show so we didn't have to have our own food truck prior to this we just had to want one and we had to want it bad enough to create a sweet concept and then you know go on the show and compete and learn as you kind of go because like i said nobody on the show has ever worked inside of a food truck before so was it a frantic process what like once you got it <laughs> oh and my like gosh. yeah <laughs> it, yeah it was it was a matter yes. of weeks it's kind of one of those things they they call and from that i think they called and a month and a half later we landed in myrtle beach Literally and we started called, filming they called february 4th 4th of 2019 and then april 1st we were on a plane so it was like not long at all so were you know, jess were you being there like did you have a lot of experience cooking or anything in business? I mean, any of this None. business? With- None. <laughs> so you learned on the fly? None. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the co- like, yeah, the cooking, the back of the house, like, side of it, I kind of just had to learn on the show. Yeah. And that's pretty- I had a great teacher, though, so that was cool. Yeah. But, um, like, business side of it, too, which came after the mm-hmm. show when we're, like, actually starting the business that I kind of just I've had to learn and I've kind of just taught myself so what was the hardest part you say was for you like because uh you're it's in, this takes place in Myrtle Beach right yeah well the, the first week the first week so we went we started in Myrtle Beach and then the finale was in the finale ended in Key West Florida. Key West so hmm. it was nine cities basically every, yeah every city a truck got eliminated so the, the truck with the lowest amount of sales goes home so you know, if you start out, with, our season start out with nine trucks, and by the end of it, one truck standing. So eight trucks get eliminated in the process, and you go to nine total cities. Yeah. So did uh, you drove? The, did you guys catch flights? Did you have to drive? Yeah. Between? So, so so the, so, well, they they flew oh. us out to Myrtle Beach, right. you know, to start the filming, and then once we got there, we got a food truck and we got a follow car, which is provided by the Food Network. You know, nice. It's, it's old food trucks that have been used on continuous shows, and you know, they're to the Food Network show, our trucks. And and we got an awesome mechanic who's who's a part of the Food Network who works on these trucks, and he has a handyman with him who's an amazing team, you know. So they they help you out with these trucks, but they give you a truck and a follow car. From that point, from Myrtle Beach, you drive the rest of the way. Was that uncomfortable being in that car? Those cars for those drives, just being because I don't know. No, because <laughs> from from Myrtle Beach it was the Hilton Head, so it's only two hours, and then from oh, Hilton yeah. Head to Daytona it's only. Whatever, you know, so, oh, okay, so it wasn't bad. Yeah. It had to set up pretty good. The problem is none of us had ever drove food trucks. So when you have a caravan of food trucks, and you have that food truck, follow car, food truck, follow car, food truck, follow car. So you're in this just giant line, and at, at the beginning, there's nine food trucks, nine follow cars, two pace cars, and a camera car, right? So you got yeah. 13 cars with all walkie-talkies and everything. But caravanning through South Carolina and Florida, 
Yeah, for people who have never been in a food truck going 60 oh miles God. an hour. Especially which, Orlando. Oh my God, the traffic. <laughs> but the swaying from the wind, the, you know, merging oh, and doing that with 18. Yeah, so it was a... It was an organized app. They've been this is we were on the tenth season, so they'd already been doing this for nine years. You know, so they're pro pros at organizing how to do it. But the drivers of the food trucks are people who have never drove food trucks, and you're throwing them on the highway in Florida, this is crazy, Tampa, yeah. Miami. You know, yeah. like going through cities, and so that's and it's a part of the show. It's real life. Like that's that's you know, in, in the real life of food trucking, you got you go to places that you've never been before, and yeah. you, you go into trap, you know, and that's that's the real life part of it. All right, so you guys are like you're in it, you know. They've given you the food truck. You're on it. You're on the show. Okay, so I'm interested in the menu. Like, did you guys make those, you know, things up on the spot? This was everything just kind of. Yeah, that's one of the whole premises of the show is is on the fly cooking. It, it, the mm. challenges that go in. Hey, stop cooking. Now cook with shrimp, or cook with alligator, or cook with whatever it might be, you know, or stop uh-huh. cooking, go wrestle an alligator and the person who <laughs> like wrestles the alligator challenge, quick and enough. And then when you're done, you get to continue cooking. Yeah, or, or one yeah. truck gets to shut down another truck for an hour and a half or, or change your menu. But yeah, the menu building each week is is the whole premise of the show. So you want barbecue, and mm-hmm. then, you know. So do you guys, because this whole concept is really interesting, you guys came into the whole building of it on the fly do you think that gave you because to me i've always learned learning on the fly makes for me makes things better you get more genuine learning experiences mm-hmm. everything so genuine in the moment so do you think that god's excuse me that that all lent to like your process maybe having like you know everything a hundred percent that that's what built that's yeah yeah that's that's why i said it was the it was just a crash course it was a university real quick you know we yeah. survived i, I mean eight weeks on the show so we were there almost we, we, we were, almost made it to we, the finale yeah we were one week away <laughs> yeah. from the yeah. finale so by making it that it was and every day there's these are 16 17 hour days you're in a hotel lobby at 6 a.m getting mic'd up and you're at the ho- back at the hotel lobby at 11 hopefully getting room service by noon because it's really one of the you know you don't eat very much during working that hard yeah uh, so and then you do but you're doing that for 38 days in a row you know what i mean so by the end of it you're just mentally exhausted, exhausted but the whole time you're exhausted but like I said, that's the real world thing of it. Because like I said, we, we, we run a food truck now and we currently work days that are 16, 17 hours sometimes. You know, it's so what was uh, your attitudes like in doing all, were you guys like just so zoned in that you didn't have time to complain or was it like, I'm not complaining, it was my chance of a lifetime? It, it, was, a, it was a it universal, was my, oh my God, can you believe we're here? It was just the most fun like experience ever and the people that we were surrounded by too like the other teams mm-hmm. they had the same attitude that we did so we all got along which was really cool okay. um and you know it was just like he said the oh my god i can't believe we're doing this we're gonna be on tv this is crazy mm-hmm. kind of attitude and we, I, we all 27 of us nine teams at the beginning so there's 27 all of us have three teammates right so there's 27 people all of us were in that state of Let's just do this. Let's have fun. Let's work as hard as we mm-hmm. can. It was never a competition against each other, which is what it should have been, which is what the whole <laughs> show is. Yeah. But it was a competition of just against ourselves. And what yeah. have we learned? We to get to this point, we've had to learn enough. You know. Yeah. So what have we learned that we can just do? Can you work thirteen hours or sixteen hours in a row? Can you think of things on the fly? Can you work in a hundred degree hot box? You know, in Florida with all the bugs. You know, it's, I mean. There was a lot yeah. of just unknown things that you've never had to do before thrown at you, and it's how you do that 
it doesn't matter what the other team's doing. They could be killing it, but your whole job is to kill it harder. You know, so it, yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't a competition, and we all had that mindset, which was a really cool experience. I like those environments where you have to get into yourself and push it out. You yeah, know, and, and you're being pushed by people that push yeah. that people better than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you, you see what's going on. You see, okay, this guy's selling that way. Well, dude, that's that's a great idea. You know, let's do that. You know, yeah. What I mean? Like, uh, so you learned a lot. I learned more from those, those people. That I've learned in years of cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. And that was. So you guys come back from, you know, the show. What happens after that? Like, you do the show. You, you got this. So if you win, you get the food truck. Did you guys come back with a food truck? Did you have to build? No. So we got third place. So by getting third, you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you but get what the you, experience. But what you did get yeah. is you got invaluable. I mean, for one, you're going to be on national tv right and you get eight weeks of it you get eight episodes you know which is recognition it's brand recognition yeah. without even having a brand it's brand recognition yeah you know and we have people and events calling thinking that you had a food truck because you're on the show that looks like you have a food truck yeah which you know so it's hey, okay well, dang we're getting all these calls you know we have a brand what what's stopping us from really just trying to make this a reality nothing other than ourselves no, so we and a contract. And a contract. <laughs> and, and, and money. Clearly, the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle is money. So how do you find a loan for this? You know. So what was? Did you guys have to? Um, and you, I'm not trying to get personal. Did you guys have to go through banks? Did you guys have like? I know sometimes people. We found know. a private investor. We found, okay, we, good. We, we found. We put together a business plan. We we, you know, put everything out there on the table. What this is going to be. What this is going to be. This is the concept. This is who we are. You know hopefully it takes off we really think that with the team that we have we can make it take off and here here's eight episodes of showing you what the team looks like you know yeah. so when you have something like that in your back pocket of dude you can you can see that we worked really hard and we, we hustled and we you know so when you have that it was like it was not easy but it was um it was the smartest thing to do for an investor yeah because right? it is yeah. you know so they took the chance on us and we're forever grateful yes. yeah yeah so I want to ask something that's interesting, especially because you're pregnant. So yeah. do you plan on doing this while, like, you know, you know, up until you give birth? And then shortly after, do you plan on sticking with it? or? Oh, yeah. I mean, I plan on, like, as long as we have the truck and, you know, um, the baby, I plan on both their worlds coming together, like the business world and his world. Because yeah. I want him to experience that. How cool is that for his parents to own a food truck? Like, I just feel like that that would be something so cool to grow up with yeah well. so absolutely i mean i i plan on having him in like a little baby strap baby carrier yeah, yeah. on the front of me yeah. while i'm taking orders on the food truck oh good yeah. he's gonna grow up pretty interesting yeah. That's gonna be good. yeah. <laughs> i think he's gonna have a pretty cool life yeah so i mean do you think like being parents well you guys are engaged right yeah. and you're gonna like being parents do you do you guys think you'll stay around here or do you think you'll venture out or do you think because i know people come to you know dayton ohio for like you know families it's easy it's not expensive but you know well, you guys you'll probably be going on a lot of adventures getting called out into the world so how do you think you guys are gonna uh i think ohio dayton will be rolling into just his home base yeah, you know, yeah eventually the plan hopefully would be to get a small brick and mortar here and make that a home base but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, for us and for me personally, and I know for Justin, like, we want we're gonna travel. You know, the the plan is to hopefully have a truck or a brick and mortar in Colorado, California, our home. Nice, so yeah, family in all yeah. These places. It's just it's really just me and Jess in Ohio. Her mom lives in Houston. My parents live in South Dakota. My dad lives in California, and most of her family lives in California. So they kind of all spread out. You know, so so this isn't really as far as our child being born. I wanted to experience 
everything. I want to meet Good, yeah. You know, so, so but to do that, you got to travel. And that's one of the, I loved how I was raised. You know, it was tough when I was being a kid and moving every couple of years. Yeah, I understand, but yeah. You got to see a lot of stuff. You know, you got to, your culture. Yeah, I think that's what made me a different person from a lot of people, especially around here, because, I mean, as soon as I was born, we went to Kentucky or Tennessee, one of those it was both of them but one of them was first and then we went to texas oklahoma between a lot of different places there and uh my parents got divorced there that's when i came back and i came to south carolina and we stayed there that was crazy and uh we've always wanted to go to south carolina i love the carolinas yeah yeah uh do you guys ever heard of a town uh union south carolina that was there it was a small town Ask your parents. I always bring this up because it's just crazy. I was there, but ask your parents about Suzanne Smith, the lady that put her kids in the lake. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, she killed her kid. It was like oh, made international news and stuff wow. like this. But yeah, I was living in that town when she did that. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. But uh, so I man, I lost my question thinking about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you guys seem pretty like you can survive on your own. You know, that was what I was going to get into. And, like, you seem to be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. teamwork. Where does that come from? Do you guys like, ever get into it? Are you guys just easy breezy? Is it just mm-hmm. since you've known each other so long? Or? Well, I mean, I, it's back to that, you know, military thing. I was a, I was a military brat from day one until I was 18 years old. And yeah. still to this day, you know, my family will always be. My mom retired 25, 25 years. My stepdad retired almost just as many. So it's we're a military family. And having that and having that culture, it's kind of, you, li- you live to learn, you know, 9-11 happened and I was, I was nine years old. So from that point until I was, you know, 17, my mom was deployed for six months, then my stepdad deployed for six months. And it was like that mm-hmm. for a lot of years to where you were kind of just living with one parent and your other parents kind of off. So it was just me and my brother and, you know, and whatever parent was there, but you kind of had to learn to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always had my dad in California, who was awesome. He became a lawyer. He was in the military too, but then he he became a lawyer. Yeah. So he was the grounded. He was he was the one who was grounded. And then I learned how to live kind of on my own and have a home base. So that was kind of just the lifestyle growing up. Yeah. Do you guys ever feel? I know me. It's really hard when we having a business because, like, with my photo shoots for the stuff I do, like with that stuff, and uh, I mean the production sets are supposed usually like they're supposed to be ten twenty thousand dollar like sets like fashion, makeup, location, and like. I don't ever execute everything by myself, but coming up with the concept, doing all this stuff, I do it all by myself, and it gets taxing after a while. You get kind of like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. And so, yeah. do you guys ever go through that? Like, this whole, like, you overwhelmed, know, yes. overwhelmed, shit. overwhelmed, yeah. yes. Yeah, all, every day. No, yeah. every day. It's like, what are we doing? Every yeah. event, every, every yeah. time we do No, I, I, get, I get butterflies. I get sick almost. <laughs> I've, I've done hundreds of events at this point. You know, it was quite quite a lot of people and I still get nervous when we do little neighborhoods yeah, yeah. it's like you always want to you always want to step up you always want to do better you know what I mean but we have an opportunity to so I know that so as long as we have an opportunity then it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter you know how I feel it's yeah of, I just, feel you just do it you know I feel you so are you guys do you guys have any you guys seem tough like you have a natural sense of like you know resilience and things anything in your background ever lend to that because you, you have it's really interesting with you both you're very positive but you, you've shown that you're very persistent so do you think i'll start with jess so we can try to get your perspective and uh do you think that there's anything that particularly lent to that in your life or is it just you just to grab it by the horns person and go in um i feel like 
at an early age i always wanted to be kind of self-sufficient yeah i come from a very large italian family we're all very close to each other Mm -hmm. so i have that like fallback of like no matter what i have my family's there for me yeah but i always wanted to branch out and kind of be my own person and do my own thing and be independent so i I mean luckily for me i found drew who's definitely helped me like come into my own for sure because when we got together we were still kids and i feel like we kind of both taught each other how to be like self-sufficient adults yeah yeah that's good yeah Yeah. so it went you know growing up in cal because you grew you say you grew up in california right what part again uh sacramento sacramento Mm -hmm. is it um did you grow up in the suburbs inner city um, yeah, the suburbs. I did um, spend a little time in like Central California in this small town called Chowchilla, which is I've like... I've heard of that. You have? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> I worked at this place called GE, and people would call in from there. They would call in from all types of places about their credit cards. Oh, that's but, crazy. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are like, where's that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that place, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like, it was a really small farm town and a lot of agriculture, and I grew up on, well, I spent like second grade to eighth grade there and i grew up on an almond orchard Mm. Um, my stepdad who has since passed um was working for pg and e but also um grew up on a farm when he was younger so he always wanted to like have that with his kids yeah and it was so much fun i just loved it what was that like growing up on the armor for that's interesting um it was a lot of fun i mean we had like atvs you know our nearest neighbor was like two miles away on yeah. each side of us town if you wanted to go into town was like a 15 minute drive like the mall you'd have to drive like 30 minutes to get <laughs> to get yeah. to you know it was interesting um i loved it though i mean all that open space and kind of getting to just do what you wanted so it seems even with your um, growing up on the almond farm, almond farm, it lent like it seemed like that's a you know I think farmers are very self sufficient. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed like that was just a part of just like you know. No, oh, yeah, there. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what about uh, you? As far as well, I don't know. The question I asked her, I, I got so into that. Uh, what did I ask you? Sorry. Self sufficient. Self sufficient. Yeah, like what what in our background led us to be? Yeah, well, I, I guess yours, you already got into that with your parents <laughs> yeah, and military. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I just want to outdo my brother, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, yeah. My brother lives in Dubai. He's a food and beverage manager at a yeah. really nice place in Dubai. That's crazy. Yeah, and he, uh, when he turned 18, he moved to New Zealand. And he lived oh, in nice. New Zealand and became a bartender. Um, and from bartending, became a mixologist and competed at, in huge competitions and, and did really well for it, which got him a job in Dubai. And so my brother is front of the house. My brother is 100%, you know, he was one of the best mixologists in the world at one point. Like, yeah, he's, he's really cool and really good. I wouldn't say cool. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, he's, he's, he's brilliant when it comes to what he does. But he's front of the house and I'm back of the house. So we've, we've kind of had this, and it didn't really happen we didn't I didn't we didn't choose that to where you know we both got in the hospitality industry and he got mm. on the one on one side and I got on the complete other side but we are and we both have our own avenues you know I did the food network he did Bacardi legacy and, and you know we so eventually we want to get together and he designs the whole front I design the whole back and we have nice. this concept together but who gets there first you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. in a, we're in a race so how do, is your brother older or younger he's two and a half years older than me yeah. yeah, is he got a? Does he have a family or? Is uh, he, he actually just got married to a beautiful Estonian. 
yeah. uh, girl in, in Dubai. And mm. so, you know, he's kind of locked to the international life. You know, he's, he's, he wants to have a home back here in the States in Colorado. Colorado was his home. You know, in all the places we lived growing up, he made Colorado his home. So he's a mountain guy. He wants a house in the mountains. Obviously in Dubai, you don't get the mountains or the cold mm-hmm. or snow. So completely two different things. Yeah, yeah. He went from Colorado to New Zealand to Dubai. Now he's been there for, what, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, he wants a house back here, but he'll pretty much always be, you know, out there. Um, but yeah, she's she's awesome. She's her name is Sigrid. She's also in the hospitality industry. Yeah, she's also a mixologist. She's a great oh, ambassador. Nice. Yeah, she's really neat. But they're so their family hasn't started yet. You know, it's just yeah, her yeah. and him, and they have a couple rabbits. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sweet. Downtown Dubai with a couple rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, with you being in the military and uh, well, being a military rat, your parents being in the military, you traveling around a lot. Did you? I know I ran into a lot with a lot of kids. Of uh, I had to fight a lot because I was always getting. We lived in a, a, the apartments or whatever, or the townhouse. They were like double houses uh, or whatever. Right off and base, or right off. Yeah, base, right yeah. off base, and like the kids were particularly mean. That's what I grew up. Locals, right? man. Like locally, yeah. That's for me. It was California. Was always it was Sacramento. We yeah. all, I was from Travis, which is Fairfield. It's more more closer to the Bay Area. So yeah, where I was yeah. Born and, you know, that's where I kind of started, and it was easy there. I lived on base, and being on base, we're all kind of in the same boat. But once you got into the inner, I lived in the inner Sacramento City. So where my dad lived um, was Sac State, and yeah. you know, we had to ride, like, two city buses and a light rail to school. To, yeah. You know, as a kid, you know, going up freshman year, you know. So you're in that. So, yeah, that, that was just a part of the lifestyle, and you're not a, you know, I wasn't really, I was born in Cali, but I lived in Colorado. I lived in uh, Nebraska, so I was, I had long blonde hair, you know. Oh, yeah. Skinny, you know. <laughs> so it was... Yeah, there was fighting a little bit. Colorado was definitely more low key. Colorado was it was Colorado was a completely local based, like. But there's so much military in Colorado that it was a bit accepting. That's why my brother made it home in his heart. That's yeah. why for me it's got a soft spot. I mean, the best friends in the world in Colorado, and in California. California you got groups, right? Because California, it's like you find your group of people and you guys are friends for life. Yeah, Jess. It for turns life. out Jess's family is <laughs> most of my really good friends in California. You know. But yeah. Like, at the people that I went to high school with, I left for years. I've been gone for, since high school for 10-plus years, and those are still some of my best friends. Yeah, know? yeah. So you, you find those groups, and that, that's what makes California really unique. Um, but that's what makes Ohio amazing, because it doesn't matter who you meet, 90% chance they're going to be pretty awesome, or they're going to be friendly anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, so Ohio, Ohio wasn't a place that I really had to, you know, defend myself too much either, though. Yeah, it was yeah. a culture shock, though. You know, coming from California straight to Ohio was a What was the culture? Shock. What was the one, the thing that stood out to you as far as the culture shock? You know, we're in, in downtown Sacramento. You know, you don't really, you know, you don't, you don't really plan for going to an Ivy League school. You know, you don't, you don't plan for going for, I, I don't know. Like, you don't plan for college, really. Yeah, you don't. You, you just, like, want like, to graduate high school. Yeah, you're trying to graduate. You're trying, <laughs> to go, you're trying to go do something. You're trying to get a skill job. Or you're trying to yeah, something like better, a trade travel. skill or something. I came here, and it was, like, education was just full-blown, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what it I mean? It's a very learned, good thing. But it wasn't at the forefront for me. You know, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like I, I wasn't going to school. You know, every single day I was I was kind of a problem child in high school. And it was coming here, you weren't, you weren't allowed to be a problem child. Nobody was a problem child. You know, I went yeah. to Centerville, so it was like a senior at Centerville. It was a bunch of, you know, kids with short pants and socks <laughs> up to their, you know, knees. And yeah. Like, it was a whole different vibe than Cali, you know. So it was like, it was a huge culture shock in that sense. And I kind of just made a, just got in my head. I got in the end, restaurant is what really happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, got, I was still going to school, and during school, I had a job at the restaurant. The restaurant became my family real quick. 
yeah. the restaurant as a whole. You know, that's a I understood these people. You know, the, a yeah. lot of these people were traveling. A lot of the, are they, a lot of these people just had crazy backgrounds, and I fit in, and that's what kind of kind of made, made Carver's a home for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could take took me in. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. for me, it was weather. It was right? the weather. The weather, because like California. I mean, obviously you got South Lake Tahoe. It's got a lot of snow. But we lived in Sacramento, where you'd have to drive two hours to get to the snow. And it would get a little cold, but not like here. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah, the weather for me was, like, the big thing. And, like, seeing actual seasons. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. It's great. People always seem... I know people that haven't lived here, they come here, especially during the fall. It's like, it's so many trees. I've never seen anything like this. People always point. I'm like, I never... It never was any different. I'm like, trees, man. I never. They never stood when out When my too. family comes here from California, they're like... It's so green and like yeah. lush. Yeah, and we've, we've been in a ten-year drought in California, so it's like California. When we were kids, California was super green. Sacramento mm-hmm. was literally called the city of trees because it yeah. had so many different tri- types of trees. Mm-hmm. And we got the redwoods and the sequoias, kind of way we become. But over the last decade, it's just been this crazy drought, and now all the greens just—I mean, that's why you hear about fires all the time in California. It's just brown. So yeah. you, these trees are just gone. So when you come to a place like Ohio or the Midwest and you see the luscious green, it's like, man, I mean, you miss that. You yeah. Like, well, for me, I think it's a little different. I grew up in the inner city. Like, I tell Amanda how hood I grew up and things I've been through, and she's like, yeah, right. But for me, it's still a culture shock living out here. I just, I mean, I've been living out here since 2011, 12. I'm like, this shit never gets old to me. It just, uh, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'm really from a rough place. And, uh, have been through a lot of different stuff so yeah i mean to me the suburbs is always a culture shock i'm like yeah. this is crazy this is nothing like i've ever it's just so slow it's yeah just, yeah so slow oh yeah and, it is slow and quiet slow. Like, yeah if it wasn't for the business honestly though we would have moved years ago like ohio like it was one of those places we came here for the experience like i said it was a phone call and on a whim it was to go back to california you know seven yeah. years ago mm-hmm. to come here and it's like it once I, I just kept moving up and you know we, we'd get comfortable yeah. and then the show happened and it made sense to start the brand here but you know we we eventually want to go explore again because I, I, I don't i don't i don't like the so slow paced you know what i mean yeah. i want I, I need action a little bit whether <laughs> yeah. it's action that we find in nature it's more action we find in the big city and you know we're rock, rocking a truck in denver or sacramento mm-hmm. or the bay area or somewhere like that so it, uh adventure is uh important big time yeah i understand that oh, yeah yeah if you have the ability, do it. Like, you always hear all these stories of people talking about, like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Like, listen, clearly they're talking from experience. Like, if all these people regret not doing this, then do this. Then you should probably try to do some of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why that's kind of the cool thing about a food truck is you get to have a business that you can literally travel with. You know, I yeah. can park at campgrounds, throw a true fuck, throw a food truck on power and water, and go about your business. Yeah. yeah. Like so. So let me ask you a question. You said you were uh, kind of a problem kid. Did you, uh, was it just stemming from having like a, because you don't seem like you would be that type of person where you would Not be like, anymore. you seem really <laughs> chill. <laughs> yeah. No, I got into some, when I, when I was about 18, I got into like, it was the cultivate, cultivation of my whole childhood, just doing really dumb stuff. And I got into a really just tough situation. And from that point I had to choose like, am I going to, am I going to do it the, you know, the right way or the illegal way? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was, let's just, I met Jess is really what happened to that when I was 18. Yeah. I met Jess. I straightened him up. <laughs> a, a, a little bit, yeah. 
like it was from that point it was like all right let's just try to build a cool family let's let's do this the That's right sweet, way man, while, yeah. while still putting the middle finger to the man type of type of thing you know yeah I mean? yeah so now i i still do what i did as a kid and i flip burgers for a living but now i do it on my own that's sweet you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, we're making money and if yeah. i want to go on a trip we get in the car and we go on a trip that's freedom in my eyes that's freedom no that's you know not I mean? that's like, what yeah i see and we, we, we've got we've accomplished that pretty pretty young to where hopefully we have a lot of years of being able to go do things yeah and, and have a platform that i'm not relying on somebody else right. yeah yeah i feel you so so i had a question that stuck out about you you said you had uh brothers they were the tough guys at the school you come from uh, your brothers a uh, did you ever have like a tomboyish thing growing up because you had tough brothers and everything? I think partly, but the other big part of me wanted to just be a girl because yeah. I had so many. Bro- I had I have four brothers. Yeah. So I just wanted to be a girl, um, and you know I had my friends. I tended to like stick and hang she out was with a them. Mm, yeah. Okay. So like, I like the girlier things. But they were, like, my um, older brother was an MMA fighter. Then my oldest brother was a Marine. Oh, yeah. And oh, my shit, two yeah. younger brothers. One just graduated high school. Um, and my other younger brother is, you know, living in California and doing construction. So, but the, the two older brothers, it wasn't just them. It was, like, their friends, too, that were super protective <laughs> over me. Yeah. So it was just, like, I had... Yeah, all these tough guys, all these football players, and like big guys, always like looking out for me, which That's was nice. Dope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was like, "You guys are so embarrassing," but now looking back at it, I'm like, "I'm glad I had that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it a motivation, Drew, to stay cool? Don't don't do anything crazy, don't so they don't. You know, a little bit. I think the, they uh, like him more than they like me, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a pretty general understanding that life's life and, and stuff happens. You know what I mean? If you don't break too many of the big rules in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the bad ones, especially if you're the person you love, then everything's going to be okay. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. I think both of us know mm-hmm. that. You know? Yeah. That's why we get along so well. Yeah. But it's don't make the big ones. You know, yeah, yeah. you stay away from the big ones, all the other little shit will be all right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if I do that, none of her brothers don't have a reason. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and to be honest, I'm trained in evacuating and going. I'll, 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 dis, I'll disappear. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll straight disappear. I got people out of the world. You know? Yeah. Like, no, if anything happens, I'm out. <laughs> well, I really appreciated having you guys. We talked about had a good conversation, yeah. and uh, I really enjoyed you guys. Were a beautiful couple. Yeah, I hope awesome. the best Thank for you. You, you know, with your yes, child and everything. It's been so much fun. We really yeah. appreciate you having. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thank you. Thank you.